Right, Killian. Uh, thank you so much for jumping on. You know, uh, I've always said it, and I've just said it to you. Like, if, if you want to see a change in the world, you have to do it yourself, and you have to see and go after things yourself. And we've seen a massive increase in mental health over the last number of years, and it's something that's close to my own heart as well as yourself. And I think more people need to be able to talk. We hear all this all these slogans thrown around, it's okay to be okay, or it's okay not to be okay, and everybody needs to talk. But I've always said, if, if you want people to talk, you need to talk yourself. Um, so here we are, let's, let's give a little bit of a introduction to yourself, Killian. Let's hear who you are, I suppose. And uh, I'll stop talking, then you jump in then. All no, right, Killian. Cheers, Bill. Uh, name's Killian Keane. I'm based in County Clare in Ireland. Personal trainer and nutrition coach today today. And I'm doing a lot of public speaking on the topic of mental health, telling my own past mental health struggles. Um, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder when I was 19. And I've come back through setback struggles to just share my story to a wider audience and how far I've come. And to look positively on how far I've come and to be able to share a positive message on mental health as well. So I think anyone that can that hears my story these days can certainly resonate with it in their own lives and take some sort of message and resonate with it as well. So that's the, the more I do, the more feedback I get and it just motivates me more and more to spread that message on mental health. And I think it's such an important topic, especially coming from a male perspective as well, to talk about mental health. Yeah, I remember when I heard your story first, Killian. Um, for for ease, for for those that don't really know, me and Killian met um and a mastermind with Jamie Alderton. Probably some people wouldn't have a clue who that is, but we certainly do, Killian. And when I heard that story, it kind of just took me back. I suppose it blew the socks off me. And um, ever since then, every every aspect around mental health, I've always I've always kept. Uh, killing in the back of my mind because the story is so unique so let's go back to being 19 killing and let's go back to being diagnosed with bipolar how how, how was that for you how was how that time in life for you it was tough i suppose i was heading off to college in galway i was going off to study economics and spanish and i didn't think there was anything wrong i was in the, for the first few weeks of college i was going out happy go happy go larry and just extroverted sociable and I thought there was nothing wrong like but I was already in my first manic episode of bipolar disorder and when you've seen that happy excitable extroverted why would anyone think there's anything wrong with you they thought I was just as normal as anyone else so went off and there was different stages where I was going out to going out maybe three to four nights a week and the drinking that was done was definitely going to have a profound effect on me and then I suppose a few months down the line, my mood and personality started to change. I began to uh, delve into depression. And it was a strange experience to go from being in a high manic state to a low depressive state. I became isolated and alone and all these feelings were all new to me. And I remember a story that I used to, during my depression, during that stage, I used to walk to college and I just tried to avoid anyone I bumped into. I just used to put my hood up and just not try to talk to anyone. Even if I bumped into my friends, I try to avoid them. I just felt like I could not add any value to any conversation. And it really, really got to me. So with that year, from a high manic state to low depressive state, I just had to get out of Galway. I just needed time to refocus again. And 
I ended up going to Spain for six weeks in the summer of that first academic year, trying to learn a bit of Spanish, but it turned into more of a party holiday. But I came back and I came into my second academic year and was in the same situation again. I was in my, my mood of transform being away in Spain. And I was in my second height of manic depressive, manic height of uh, bipolar disorder again. And things were a little different this time. My friends began to comment how much I changed from the previous academic year. They had left me the down and out the press guy to come back to life and soul of the party. And I ended up being hospitalized because my friends began to think this guy is running around the place, sleeping two, three, four, two or three or four hours a night and just have energy to burn. And I spent it one month in the psychiatric unit. And it was just, um, look, it was just crazy to say that I come out, I can come out the brighter end, just appreciate every single day of my life now to be hospitalized at that time and just appreciate and look back in hindsight and just be grateful for every single day of my life. And um, there's plenty more, but I'll let you jump in there if you yeah. want to ask anything. <laughs> you know, we hear it all, all too often about, um, and, and I think everybody has to go through their own little struggles in life, you know, and I remember coming to London first and uh, the, the struggle that I had for the first 12, 18 months, you know, um, when I came here, uh, I, I had two numbers on my phone. I had I had Grace and our father's number, you know, and I built the business through that and I built the business from that. But Jesus, I remember some days the state of of sadness, I suppose, that would just come over me. And, and look, I, I've had to go to my own counselling and stuff like that. And we, we, the first 18 months here was, was horrific, you know. And I look back at it now and to go through that struggle and to, come out the other side but just like yourself you know you appreciate things a lot more you know you 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 see you see things for what they are you know and the people that you love become more important in your life you know and when when you're in that dark space you know when you're in that dark environment of I, i remember i used to come home i used to train early in the morning i used to come home and uh i would get back into bed and the weight of the world would just be on my head you know, and, and you're in you're in this dark room and you physically can't get out of bed. That's for you know, sure. You physically yeah. can't raise your head up off the pillow. I remember I, 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 I used to be so busting to go toilet and I would wait until everybody left the house so I wouldn't have to meet anybody. You know, so it, it's not a good space to be in. But just going back to your own self, how, how did you overcome that, Killian, in terms of your own um, manic depression and stuff like that. How did you come out the other side of it? Yeah, I suppose I had to. I had to do something because I was. I just felt like yourself. There was this dark cloud engulfed over me on a daily basis, and I knew to myself I was laying about all day, going to bed at two a.m., getting up the next day at two p.m., and my life had no structure. I had no desires, dreams, aspirations. I had nothing to look forward to. So I just had to put myself out of it. So I went back to my local GA field first. And I walked and I jogged and I walked and I jogged until I started building up my fitness. It built up my self-esteem, it built up my confidence until I joined the gym. And fitness was a massive part of what got me back to where I am today. Um, and just working on building up my confidence, going to the gym often and eating healthy and eventually feeling good about myself again helped me along the way of getting it again. It still does to this day as well. Just feeling good and exercising day to day helps me keep my self-esteem and confidence up as well but I think that was the start of where it all began for me just getting into a fitness regime and eating healthy and just 
getting back to a normal life again. Yeah, I think like when when you're in that kind of state, when when you're when you're in that kind of deep hole that you're in, you know, um, everything seems so far away. You know, that's what that's how I I remember when I was in that year for a year and a half. Everything just seemed such a such a burden on me you know like even getting up to go toilet you know and I, I when 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 i was coming out of it when i was coming out of feeling that way you know um just the simple things of getting up every day and just going outside you know getting up every day and just doing three things um i remember speaking to someone and he said to me you need to do 10 things a day and i was thinking to myself 10 things a day i could barely get up out of bed never mind do three things you know so i always started off very very slow and um it, it, it's a process, you know, it's always a process yeah. of being able to just do a little bit each and every day, you know. Exactly, exactly. I think that's exactly what I did. I just had to take the smaller steps that led to the bigger steps that got me back to living life again and happily again because there's so many days I just didn't want to go back to that GA field where I said, I have to do this for myself. I have to force myself. No matter what, I will get better over time. It's going to be a process like you just mentioned there as well. And eventually it all works out well. And, and when I look back at it all now, and, and, and I'm sure you're the same, like, I didn't want to be around anybody. I didn't want anybody around me. I didn't, any, I didn't want anybody to see, you know, I didn't want anyone to actually know the truth. And when you're in that space, you know, it's very, very hard. It's very hard in your own family. It's very hard in your own friends and yeah. stuff like that. And the only person who can truly overcome all that, I think, is you, isn't it? You know, yeah, the only person sure. who, who can really pick you out of that pit is yourself you know you go and see all these people you can go see all these specialists and all these people and all the family and all the love and support that you have but unless you're willing to actually get up out of bed yourself it's not going to work you know and yeah. i see so often with people in their mental struggles you know and and they've, they've the, the best of everything you know all the money in the world all, all, all the success in the world um but they're still not happy you know, and it, it, it's completely after taking over our lives, you know, mental health and mental struggles. So let, let me ask you, Kilim, what, what do you think is the cause of most of the mental struggles that we have in this life at the moment? Yes, I hear it. I hear it when I do a lot of seminars. People are afraid to open up when times do get tough. They have like to still this stigma that's still around that people are just they, they bottle it all up and then things get worse and then they get don't get better. And they're just afraid of what people will think. They're afraid of what they'll be taught of or something like that. But I think it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's a sign of strength, not weakness to share that you're struggling as well. And that's super important as well. Because you don't want to, to linger on and be in the same position three, four, five years down the line where you're still unhappy and still plodding along in life. It's not the way to go about things. And I said, to, I knew deep down when I was going through my own struggles that there was more to life than this and laying about all day, feeling worthless, laying about and see no friends, no social interactions, and nothing looking, no, nothing to look forward to either. So I think, like you said, you like you are in total control of what you have to do. Like, and you're the only person that can change the situation if you are in it, if you're struggling with your mental health. Like, so yeah. I, when I, when I look back at it all now, and I look back at the own kind of, I I wasn't as as far down the line as you were, Colleen. No, and I I nipped you straight in the bud. But I can tell you, it it comes over you just like that. It's like literally, yeah. I always say it to people, you know, it's like, do you ever see the film Jumpers? Remember where they're at, yeah. make the circle and then you jump through and you're in a different place. So I was in, I was in Ireland in, uh, in early, I came here in 2016 over to London. And uh, I remember the day before I left and the day after I left was like 
chalk and cheese. You know, one, one, one day I was, I was Bill Welch, we had a pub, we had lots of friends, we had lots of people around us, I walked my dogs, I had sport, I had lots of good environment around me. And then the next day, I was in a new country, I was in a new family, I was in a new home, I was in a new job, trying to build a new job, you know, trying to build new friends, trying to build a new life for myself. Um, trying try to build a new relationship, you know, trying to build a new relationship with, with a beautiful little girl, you know, and it just completely blew me out of the water. I was 21, 22 years at the, age, at the time, and it was all just too much. You know, it's very, very easy to find yourself in that situation. You know, and I think, I think a lot of people, and the stigma around mental health is that it's a slow, it's a slow process and you don't just end up in there, but, but you do. Most people end up just having a bad couple of days and next minute you're in this dark zone and you can't get out of it, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I truly believe that there is, there is a way out of it, you know? And like, like you said, when, when, when I heard about your own story, Killian, and to go through all that you've gone through, you know, to, and to have that, in the background and to keep moving forward was always inspiring to me, you know, and was always, always at the back of my mind whenever I talked about mental health and uh, about mental struggles. So in terms of, in terms of um, the reasons and the issues around mental health, what do, what do you think around social media, Killian? What, what would your thoughts be around that? About the impact it has on mental health, is it? Yes, well, the impact and, and potentially maybe is it a cause for us to go into mental health tendencies and stuff like that. I, I see I yeah. see being social media being blamed for an awful lot of it. So I'd like to know your mm. thoughts on it, really. Yeah, I suppose there's pros and cons, because I use social media in a good way to promote my business, promote clients and all that. So there's a pro that way. And promote, I wouldn't have had the same public speaking opportunity if I didn't have social media. But I can see the negative side of it is where people would be constantly comparing themselves to other people and seeing the this highlight reel of what's going on in other people's lives and looking, getting bogged down by the, the likes and the shares and getting that validation that they didn't get this many likes or this person got that many likes. And it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. I think you just need to just focus on, if you're on social media, focus on people or follow people that are positive and have a positive influence on your life more so than people drag you down and are draining draining you more so. Because I think that's that's the way I look at it. There's pros and cons, and I think that's the way to that's the way to have it, really. Like, you know? Yeah, I'd I, I be in the exact same boat as you look I, I look at it all and i'm very pro and con way of looking at it but when i look at social media and i look at the technology that we have now um if we had like 10 years ago we didn't we wouldn't have been able to do this you know yeah. we would have had to meet up and we would have to um get somebody to video it and you know what i mean we would have to there would have been a whole spiel around it you know and i look at 10 years ago there was no really facetime you know there was no really um WhatsApp. There was none of that stuff, you know, and like I have a brother in Canada, I have another brother in Australia, I'm a, I'm a, my parents and my family are in Ireland, but I can be in my mother's kitchen at two o'clock every day if I wanted to and, and chip in on the conversation. 20 years ago, we couldn't have done that, you know, so mm. I, I look at the pros and everything, but I also look at the car or, or I also look at the negatives in it as well, you know, and you hit the nail on the head around comparing yourself to everybody else, you know, and having that, trying to get that validation from everybody else's opinion, you know, and, and, and I look at it all and I think to myself, Jesus, where is this world going or where is it going to end up, you know, and 
who really knows, you know? So in terms of, in terms of your own struggles and in terms of everybody else's struggles, what, what do you think are the, are the most common ways of overcoming them? You know, what, what do you think is the most productive way of setting things up to overcome your own struggles? Yeah, for myself, what I, I had to do, I had to open up. I had to confide in those I trusted, uh, like whoever it was, like a family member, doctor, friend. And it got me better. Just releasing all my thoughts, feelings, emotions to someone else it was just a weight off my shoulders. And it got me better over time. I continuously just kept talking to people and seeing how, and people are checking out me now and again, see how I'm getting on and everything, which is a massive help as well. And that'll certainly help someone that if they're going through struggles, have friends check in with you now and again, see how you're getting on as well. And I think what I do daily to look after my own mental health is exercise, obviously, as I mentioned before, eating healthy day to day. I meditate, I journal, I practice gratitude, um, and they're all these little tools that I picked up over the past few years that have helped me to keep the mindset and keep me mentally strong day to day. I think there's so many other tools that I will probably pick up down the line as well, but that's what I do daily, and it just keeps me taking over, you know? Yeah, perfect. So just just going back, just just before we uh, wrap it all up, just just at the in the in the deep end of where you were when you were 19, 20 years of age, and I know some people are going to say like, um, you don't, I don't, I never wanted to skim this surface with it in terms of your own feelings and what your own thoughts were back then. What, how, how deep were they? Um, how, how, when you look back now, how, how extreme were they? Yeah, because I suppose I had negative thoughts going through my head on a daily basis and everything, everything in my head was negative. I couldn't see a positive light in anything, you know, if something like I used to put on a few pounds and just, it was just, I just get self-conscious. And so, so that was another, another negative downward spiral. So everything in my head was negative at the time. But again, I just had to pull myself out of it because I knew myself, I can't, I can't live like this. I can't live unhappily forever. Um, so I just had to do the uncomfortable things and the uncomfortable things became comfortable over time. And that's what got me back again. And I'm so grateful to be able to share my message and share my story on my past struggles. And it, it gives people hope that hearing a story from like, I'm now 32 to be able to come back and give a bit of inspiration to someone who may have, have struggles going through themselves at the moment, or you never know what could happen down the line with anyone really. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Look, I was, I was, when, when I came, I was, I, I was playing a lot of sports, you know, I was on county teams, I was here, I was there, I, I had a very social life, I had very social friends, you know, and, and just in the blink of an eye, everything was just taken away. It was like a vacuum just sucked out of my life. And I was left a 22 year old in a new world, in a new environment that I didn't know how to live in. You know, so you're, you're, you're bang on the money. It can just happen overnight, just like that, you know, and, and, it's, and it's how do you get yourself out of that and how do you overcome that, you know? And I, I look at it all back now and I think to myself, what, what other option do you have? You know, do you, want to, do you want to live life unhappy? Do you want to live life feeling so negative? Do you want to live life always comparing yourself? Do you want to live life always judging how you are against everybody else what 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 are other, other option is there only to overcome this you know mm. so in in terms of your own self-killing where, where can people see you because i i think I, I truly believe more people need to hear your story you know and we do, you more people need to hear 
where where you were at the particular time in your own thoughts and how you overcame that and how how you push forward in life you know where can people see you and stuff yeah so i suppose people that can catch me on social media first um ck fitness is my facebook at ck fitness one is my instagram killiankeenfitness.com is the website but i'm doing a talk in the everyman theater in cork on the 20th of july and that's like a fitness mental health nutrition talk so there's 10 different speakers as well so if you're anyone is around Cork that are Irish listeners as well to this, um, definitely it would be a, de- a great event to go to because you get a wide range of topics on all things fitness and mental health. So it'd be a good one to go to. So it's a 650 seater venue as well. So there's uh, tickets there for, mm-hmm. for, nice. for everyone. Like really, <laughs> that'll be nice. That'll be a nice one. Yeah. So in terms of in terms of look look we we see all the stats um, every week. You know, 84 men a week in the UK are are in in desperate need of help you know and, and are taking their own lives and stuff like that do you think we're doing enough in, in around mental health do you think there can be more scope it, do you think we, we we need to increase everything yeah i think there's a lot being done there's loads of different awareness going on but obviously the more we do the better it will over time like i think it's small steps again that lead to bigger steps to get people talking more get males opening up about their problems whatever whatever's going on in their heads as well and the more we do and the more I spread a positive message on mental health, I think it's going to help along the way. And I think the more people that do it, the better we are, will be along the way. So, yeah, I think so. Killian, thank you very much. Look, when I, when I contacted you um, last week, I was in, a, was in a, a space of, if you want to see a change in the world, you better do it yourself. You know, and yeah. as Irish people, we love to complain. Um, as Irish people, we love to sit back and point the finger and saying this fella's not doing that or this fella's not doing this thing and X, Y, and Z. But I've always been of the opinion: if you want to make a difference, you have to do that yourself, and you have to be the change that you want to see. Um, and you were the first person on my mind uh, when when I wanted to talk about this, you know, because your story is so unique and so powerful and so strong that I think my network needed to see it. And um, I'm so appreciative of you of jumping on, giving up your Saturday morning to come on and and, and tell me your story. And so, fully t- hats off. Thank you so much for doing that, Killian. No worries. And um, a pleasure, buddy. Thanks, William.